1: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is January 10th, and it is 2020. We have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Kyle Murray. How are you doing, my friend?
2: Pretty good, yeah. Looking forward to a nice 10-game slate after last night's four, four-game four slate, so kind of a dud one. But um, yeah, I'm excited to talk a full slate with you.
1: Yep, ready to talk some hoops. Um, Friday night slates are always nice and always a ton of fun. We're going to jump right in here, get started. As always, we're a First Look Podcast. There's only four games that have totals, so there's going to be a lot of news, um, a lot of stuff going on, so make sure you're catching the Situation Room here at Roto-Grinders Premium Content with we'll Lineup HQ and all that good stuff as the day goes along and news breaks. Um, RG Premium has been absolutely crushing for NBA this season, so if you're not a subscriber, make sure you're checking that out. Atlanta at Washington is where we get started. Jabari Parker is out on the Atlanta side. On the Washington side of things, Bradley Beal is questionable. Bryant, Tatcha Marrera, um, Miles, and Wagner all out. But Bertans expected back for this game, which, hey, fresh bodies for Washington is never a bad thing. Let's start here with the Atlanta side of things. I'm kind of expecting this game. I don't know how you feel, and I'll, I'll let you talk about it. I'm kind of expecting this game to have a pretty big total.
2: Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, yeah, the Burton's news is something to monitor. He he was out for a pretty long time, so it could be interesting to see if he comes back in right away and he's, he's a full go or you know I think it was a groin injury, but I'm not quite sure. So uh, or quad injury, sorry. So um, he might be limited. So that's something to monitor. Hopefully we get a report and us lets us know what it's going to be. But um, yeah, this is going to be a, a pretty solid game for the DFS perspective um, on the Atlanta side, it, or sorry, the Washington side of Bradley Beal. Is is back and he's playing. I know he's been out a while as well, um, but if he's out, he's back with no limitations. I'm gonna like him a pretty good amount. Um, the pricing on Fanduel, once again, just it keeps falling for him for no good reason. He's now down to 7600. I've been like monitoring this one the last like three day three games. He's been on the slate. He was 8100, then 79. Now he's down to 76 on Fanduel. So if he plays in this one somehow against Atlanta, obviously a great spot for him. I think I'd have a ton of interest in him. If Bertans, if there's, you know, uh, no limitations or no report coming out saying that he's going to be a full go, I think he'd be a really strong play. Um, and then Troy Brown and Jordan McCray, I prefer them both. If Beal is out, their price has gotten up there a, a pretty good amount. So if Beale plays, I probably won't have too much interest in Troy Brown. But I think at this price, uh, Jordan McCray is still pretty viable. Another guy that we talked about uh, the other night, he's going to play a ton of minutes, and he sucked in that game against Orlando when he didn't really play a whole lot of minutes. It was a weird game but um for the most part he's going to be out there quite a bit and and getting shots of a pretty heavy usage guy without the likes of Bradley Beal on the floor so if he's out I think he's a pretty strong play
1: yeah Orlando ran Washington out of the gym the other night um, yeah. for sure so yeah um you know, if Beal plays, obviously have interest in Beale. If Beale sits, I have interest in McCray and Ish Smith. Um, you know, I, I really wanna see what if we get any news on Bertans. but you know correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like every time like Bradley Beal's come back from injury, he's played his normal amount of minutes um with Washington throughout the couple, last couple of years. So I think if Bertans is good to go, he's good to go. Um Hopefully we get news. But if we don't, like, I still think I'd take shots on him in tournaments because he could put up 15 shots against Atlanta, and we all know what can happen if that happens. So, um, I'd, if we, even if you don't get news, I don't mind taking a shot. And then on the Atlanta side of things, like, Trey Young and John Collins are the Atlanta offense right now. Um, you know, Kevin Herter is a guy – Really, really scoring dependent, but like his rebound rate has been up with the injuries and stuff with Jabari Parker out. So like Kevin Kevin Herter is another guy that I like for tournaments here.
2: Yeah, I think Herter is pretty interesting. The prices come up on him, but he's another guy who I've I've liked pretty significantly over you know the past couple weeks because he's been running that secondary point guard spot. Um, Price is the exact same on Fandle I think he went up a little bit on, on DraftKings, but. Yeah, his potential assist, I didn't check what it was in the uh, Houston game, but over the last four games before the Houston game, it was up near uh, eight per game, his potential assist. So the assist rate should go up too soon here. Um, so I'm, I'm liking his opportunities there. So I think Herter's a really strong play as well. Um, as far as that, it's all the other main guys. You know, it's, it's Trey Young, John Collins. Uh, I don't know if I sprinkle in too many of the secondary guys outside of um, Kevin Herter. But I think uh Young is obviously going to be a top player of the slate after his monster game uh, the other night against Houston.
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest like you um, when it comes to secondary pieces here. Like, you know, you can take shots, but it's a 10-game it's a slate. Like, I'm not likely going to end up on these guys. Like, the minutes are too all over the place, like, if I was going to take a shot on anybody, it would be a guy like Reddish or somebody like that. But, like, I don't even trust him because, like, in the blowout through the night, like, Alan Crabb got the minutes. So, yeah, you know, I just, you know, don't really trust him much here. And DeAndre Hunter is kind of, you know, under under 5K. But, you know, for me, it's Young, it's Collins, it's Herter. This is a game that I'll definitely have some game stacks of in tournaments. Uh, New Orleans at New York taking on the Knicks. No total on this one. Drew and Darius Miller and Kendrick Williams are out for the New Orleans side of things. The Knicks side of things, Mark, Marcus Morris is questionable. Randall is out. DSJ is questionable. Uh, a lot of injury news to kind of watch on this one. Luckily, it's one of the early games. Uh, let's start here with New Orleans. What do you like here for the Pelicans?
2: Yeah, in Orleans on, on FanDuel specifically, I'm going right back to Lonzo Ball. 6400 over on FanDuel is just way too cheap, but you've seen the minutes over the past few games with Holiday. I always played 37, 36, 32. Um, so he's just playing a ton of minutes. His rates don't change all that much with Holiday off the floor, but he, he's a pretty you know, pretty good permanent you know, producer. The, number, the rates are pretty solid um, with Holiday on the floor anyway, so you've you got to figure a small bump at least for Ball this year. Um, but, yeah, I like him a pretty good amount. Brandon Ingham, if he plays, um, I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure that's questionable or probable tag. I just see that he's he's probable. On him.
1: He's sprained he's spraying a pinky, I think, but okay. it it's nothing like crazy.
2: Yeah, so I, I think he's a a really strong player in this one. Not really sure how he stacks up against some of these studs. I know there's uh, obviously LeBron and Giannis on the slate, so at the same position as him, it's it's pretty packed. But if he's gonna go under the radar, we we've seen what he's gonna be doing with Holiday off the floor, like the guy's is a usage monster and obviously I think he'd be a really strong play in a, in a good matchup against the Knicks here. So um, the price is up there, so you, you got to kind of compare him to other studs at this point, but I do think he's a pretty strong play.
1: Yeah, I was hoping J.J. Redick's price wouldn't go up too much here. We, we've yeah. seen the minutes kind of increase here. You could play him on FanDuel. He's 4900 on FanDuel. Um, I don't hate playing him on DK because I do think he's a guy that can go for 30 at 5,600. You know, you could be looking at six, seven X here for JJ Reddick in this matchup against the the Knicks, but he's also another guy that like, if this game doesn't, you know, tend to stay close, like he, he's probably one of the first guys off the court too. Uh, they've been very careful with his minutes this season, but we drew out, um, you know, and Williams, like that's another body. That's another, yeah. you know, 15, 20 minutes. So JJ Reddick, his minutes seem very secure. Um, Josh Hart, his minutes seem very secure. So playing either one of those guys, I don't have issues. Um, again, probably more on FanDuel where they're cheaper, but I don't hate the DraftKings play, especially the bonus that we get for three-pointers for JJ. Um, on the Knicks side, you know, we're we're really paying attention to news here. Like, if Marcus Morris plays, I think he's a phenomenal play in this spot. Um, if he sits, like, Bobby Portis chalk day 2.0. Yeah, and, I guess uh, he wouldn't be. Would he be chalk at 6,400?
2: Uh, I'm not I'm not sure on, on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, he's 4,400. So I assume he'd be pretty chalky over there. Um, but yeah, I, I think he would be a pretty strong player. We saw him, you know, kind of smash the Jazz uh, the other night when he was on the slate. And so I assume he would be pretty chalky. I, I don't know how chalky he'd be on DraftKings. I, I do assume he'd have some, like, a good solid amount of ownership. But on FanDuel, I think he'd probably be the highest owned center. So, um, yeah, I I think he'd be a really strong play. And if he's not chalk, that's even better. So uh I'd be all over that. And then if Marcus Morris does say, I think a guy like R. J. Barrett could be pretty interesting. He's really struggled over the past two games, but uh the minutes should be pretty steady for a guy like RJ Barrett and he's gonna he's gonna try to get his shots up, you know, as much as he can. So I think he's a strong play with guys like Morris and Randall out. Um other than that, these these guys have really benefit minutes wise from from the absence of Morris, it's tough to to have any faith in the guy like Kevin Knox. Like, he's just looked so bad every time he's on the floor. Played almost 30 minutes last night, or the last game against the Jazz. Didn't do anything with it, so it's tough to have faith in these guys that they're rolling out there. Uh, I actually think Reggie Bullitt could be a solid play, but he's kind of, kind of in a similar position where the usage numbers really aren't that great. The rates aren't any anything spectacular. Um three six on Fandle though, I don't hate that. So I, I'd probably say the only guys that have any real interest out of the out of the secondary guys are Reggie Bullock and then I guess Bobby Force, if you can consider him a secondary, but he's probably the main main priority from this team with uh with all these guys out.
1: Yeah, I think the other guy that you like have to potentially look at here is Elf Payton. New Orleans yeah. allows a ton of fantasy points per game to opposing point guards and I think he's his minutes were just limited the other night against Utah. One blowout, two back-to-back. Um, I think he plays 30 minutes here. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Like, he, his price kind of went up after having a dud against Utah. So, I don't Revenge mind this spot. Two. What's that?
2: Revenge narrative, too. Yeah.
1: If you want to call it that. Like, yeah. yeah so, um. But, yeah, uh, man, it's hard not to like Bobby Portis if Marcus Morris sits. But, again, if Marcus Morris plays and he's going to be good to yeah. go minutes-wise, like, he's going to play 35 minutes here against new Orleans and he could easily crush in this matchup without Julius Randall. So, um, I just, at this point I don't really trust Mitchell Robinson. Like he's really like this toe injury seems to really have been like really be bugging him. So I don't hate it, but he's getting a price increase too. Like I just, I don't see myself really going there. Um, Miami at Brooklyn, two seventeen total. Miami favored by three and a half in this game. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable, and on the Brooklyn side, Wilson Chandler and Garrett Temple are questionable. Uh, Kyrie Irving still out. Let's start here with Miami. You know, Bam's been a guy that has been ultra consistent this season. We talked about it. Um, just pretty much every slate, like you know. And my only concern in this game is like, can Brooklyn keep this game close? I know the total's small, but. It's just Miami has been so good this season um, defensively. And, like, I I think Bam crushes in this spot if his game stays close.
2: Yeah, and Bam's actually had a a really tough schedule over the past 10 games. He's played Philadelphia twice. He's played the Pacers. He's played the Jazz, the Raptors, the Magic, uh, actually, and then the Pacers again. So he's had a really tough schedule. So I think this is probably his first really uh, really good matchup in a while. Um, And I I expect him to have a really big game here. So it's nice that his price kind of came down. Due to some of those iffy games from all the all the tough matchups, but yeah, I think he's in a really good spot. We we all know the narrative here, uh, the the big men against the Nets, and Bam Adebayo is a guy who has just been a, really amazing outside of the past few games all year. Um, in there for most improved player conversation, so uh, yeah, really strong play in this one. The minutes feel so safe with Bam and this one. I don't really expect this game to you know go, do any kind of blowout or anything. I think it'd be a pretty close one, um, but I think Bam would probably be my favorite target. From the uh, from the Heat, Jimmy Butler's a pretty strong play. We we saw him the other night against Indianapolis or Indiana get all worked up against T.J. Warren, but uh, I think I prefer Bam over him. I prefer some other shooting guards over Butler, so I, I would lean Bam over Butler in this one. He'd be probably my favorite play from Miami.
1: Yeah, I think Bam really the only guy that I have interested in in Miami here. Um, you know, maybe if Derek Jones sits justice winslow you know goes back up to 25 to 30 minutes here at 4600 like that's something you would kind of want to monitor because Derek jones jr is the guy that's playing 30 minutes a night so if he sits yeah, the true. minutes are going somewhere um and it makes sense that they would go to winslow as long as he's 100 percent. but they could go to duncan robinson but how many more minutes is duncan robinson really going to play the dude's yeah. playing 30 minutes a night too so uh, just, you know, you don't, you wouldn't think a Derrick Jones Jr. injury potential sitting would matter, but, you know, it's 30 minutes, so it, it obviously yeah. matters a little bit. Um, on the Brooklyn side, you know, it's a tough matchup here against Miami. You know, Lavert played 22 minutes. I kind of expect him to ramp him up a little bit, but we've just seen Brooklyn be so careful with him in the past that it's tough to really trust him at 6,100. It's trusted, tough, tough, tough to trust Dinwiddie. At seventy four hundred with LeVert back, is there anything standing out to you? Um, I think Jared Allen
2: on Fanduel at fifty five hundred. Sh- they should need him to play a decent amount of minutes here with uh with the matchup against Bam. Um, so I like him a little bit. I know that they can use DeAndre Jordan as well, but they've seen we've seen the li- the likeness of them to uh, go Allen for those minutes. So uh, he does have thirty minute upside here at times. Can't really always count on it. So he's usually around 25, 26, But uh, I do think he's a pretty high upside play. They did say Levert was going to get his minutes limit increased a little bit. They didn't say to what number. He played 22 minutes last game. And you're right. They've been extremely careful with him over the past two years, really. So uh, if we hear the limits, maybe 28 or maybe even maybe 30, I doubt it'll be 30. But if it's like 28, um, I do think he's a pretty solid play. You know, the price on is nice at 5-5. Five, five. Um, but, you know, if he's going to be limited to 22 again or 25, it's tough. It is tough to sell because he, you know, you, you don't really have the upside with him. But um, but yeah, I think he'd be okay if we hear that there's a limit of you know twenty eight or thirty. But other
1: than that, um, it's pretty much just Jared Allen and then maybe LeVert for me. All right, moving on. We got San Antonio at Memphis two thirty four total here. San Antonio favored by one in this game. Um, anytime you see a total at two thirty four, you get you know your ears perk up a little bit, and then you realize <laughs> it's the Spurs, and it's like, oh geez. <laughs> Um, You know, San Antonio, they've been playing a little bit faster this season. Memphis, they obviously play at the top three um, pace in the league. And, you know, they're bottom 10 in defense. So, like, this is obviously a really good spot for San Antonio. Is LaMarcus and DeRozan kind of too cheap in this matchup?
2: unfortunately I think so you know I think it was on the morning grind podcast like a month ago I came and said that I, I just hate playing DeMar DeRozan I think he's just a, a boring DFS play and he's kind of been all right over the past you know week or so um I guess I he's he's a good play here tonight 7k on DraftKings uh obviously or on FanDuel. sorry a really good matchup um against Memphis can't really get much better of a matchup he's 7-2 on DraftKings so yeah, I, I think DeRozan's a really strong play. Same with Aldridge. I would probably prefer Aldridge. Uh, I just think he has more of a a stronger floor and also a, probably a better ceiling. That combo is probably a little bit stronger for LMA. But I think the guy that I really like, especially on Fando, is Dejounte Murray. The minutes, you know, it can be a roller coaster ride. He's five nine on Fandor. Sorry, five seven and then six K on DraftKings. So I think Murray's a pretty strong play. The minutes have looked pretty pretty solid. Um, so he's somewhat interesting. 27 minutes last game 25 the one before that and that is solid for him unfortunately they just haven't really showed any inclination to really ramp him up anymore but he's a really good permanent guy the price is down so murray's pretty interesting in this in this really good matchup but um i guess if i had to rank those three i would go aldridge DeRozan, and then uh murray so i think they're all through all all three of them are pretty good plays in my opinion
1: yeah and I think you have to potentially consider a guy like Lonnie Walker in this spot just because, like, he's been doing really well in 20 minutes. And I know you don't really love playing a guy that plays only 20 minutes, but, you know, he's a guy that could easily, given a couple extra minutes, him and Trey Lyles, like, if if they get, you know, the 25-minute mark, like, they could crush and they're under 4K. um, And they both should be low-owned, too, in this game. Just this is a game that I, I like San Antonio a lot. Like I, I think Lamarcus is one of the best plays on the slate. Um, so on the Memphis side of things, like man, it's it's so tough to decide who you want to run it back here with Memphis. Um, and like the answer could be nobody. And like in a in a massive game with two thirty four total. Like, they just, their minutes are so spread out. Um, Is there anything that I'm missing here? Like, I know Triple J always has the ceiling to win you a tournament, and he's been playing really good lately. But outside of that, am I missing something here?
2: Uh, I I think the pricing just isn't really anything glaring where there's any missed prices. Like, on the Spurs, there are a few guys that feels too cheap. Um, You can definitely play Jaron Jackson or John Moran in this one. Uh, and I think they're probably going to be pretty contrarian even. And that might be weird to say because, like you mentioned, it's a 234 total. But I think John Morant's a pretty strong play. I would like him a lot more if he's going to be low-owned. But, um, you know, he's another guy who the minutes – he's never going to go out there and play 35 minutes. He'll probably be, you know, around 30. I think 32, 33 is like a, a high a high end of the minutes for Morant. But I think he's a pretty strong play. It is a really good matchup. Spurs playing in top 12 in pace. So I think it's a, a pretty good spot for him. Jay Crowder is another guy who you could go back to. He's been on like a Superman tear lately. Like three games ago, 64 against – 64 Fando points against the Clippers. Last game, 43 against Minnesota. Um, So he's going to play a ton of minutes. You can play him. But, yeah, I think the Spurs side is a little bit better just because there's a lot of mispricings over there. I think there's guys that are too cheap. Um, But you can go and play Dylan Brooks too as well. But, yeah, there's just not many mispricings. So I think Morant and probably Dylan Brooks would be my favorite ones. And then, you know, Jaron Jackson – and Jay Crowder being secondary pieces.
1: Um, Yeah, like, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, I, I want to run it back. So, like, Jay Crowder at 5,500, um, he's a guy that could easily go 6X here. Um, so, you know, if I trusted Valentunas' minutes more, like, yeah. he's a guy that if he had the minutes in this game, he could crush. Um, play 25 minutes and put up 38 fantasy points against his team right before Christmas, so. Like the upside is there for Valanciunas. It's just on a ten-game slate. It's hard to trust my center spot with a guy that could play eighteen minutes or play thirty minutes. So, yeah, that's true. Or eighteen or twenty-eight. Like 30 is, 30 is a lot for Valanciunas. Like yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a long night for him. One time in the last ten games. So, um, we move on. Pacers at Bulls. Uh, no total in this one. Brogdon and Sabonis are both questionable. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. and Porter are both out. Uh, let's start here with the Pacers you know obviously this is really going to depend on Sabonis um you know and, and Brogdon you know Sabonis dealing with the the knee injury Brogdon back and um hamstring injury like they're hopeful he'll play but you know we'll have to see how this all plays out
2: yeah I think if Brogdon plays he's just a, a must play really on FanDuel, where he's just way too cheap um on, on DraftKings it's a little bit different he's 6'8 over there so it's more of a, a more of a Consideration thing, but Brogdon five eight on Fanduel. I think that's just way too cheap. The matchup's fine. Uh, it's not the greatest. Bulls have been playing some pretty good defense this year, but if Brogdon is, is a go and you know there's not going to be limitations or anything, um, I think you got to play him over on Fanduel. As far as Sabonis, you know he he's questionable, but it feels to me like he's more probable. I, that's kind of a, a gut feeling, so don't don't quote me on that, but. I feel like he's been questionable for the majority of like the last week or so, and he goes out and plays 37 minutes last night, 37 minutes the game before, 38 minutes four games ago. So he's just playing a ton of minutes despite being questionable every night. So it kind of feels like you know he's fine, he's going to play. So um, if he plays, I think he is a pretty strong play. I think he's kind of expensive on the expensive end. So if he's going to be popular, I'd probably look to fade. But um, I do think if he's going to be you know contrarian, it makes a little bit of sense here. The uh, the Bulls are a little bit undersized now with uh with um Wendell Carter being out, so they're going a little bit smaller lineup. I know Larry Markman's a pretty big four, but he's uh not this not the prototypical five that you know Sabonis can't match up with here. So I think Sabonis could be in a really good matchup um, as long as he plays.
1: Yeah, and you know we we talk about all the time Chicago one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. Yep. So Sabonis could easily um, have a good game here. So like the Sabonis call if he plays. If these guys sit, obviously it's going to open up a ton of value. Um, yeah. Lamb, Warren, these guys are all going to be in play. Aaron Holiday. So you're going to have to kind of watch this news and you know see what happens. But I'm with you. I think they both end up playing. So um, On the Chicago side of things, like I know Thaddeus Young got a price increase. But if he's going to play 35 minutes with Wendell Carter Jr. out, I'll play him at this price point on both sides, Fanduel and DraftKings.
2: Yeah, he's actually the same price that he was last game. Um, on Fandle, where he's five four, so I think he's a, a must play. It's actually a revenge narrative if you're into that kind of thing. Played at least a handful of years in Indiana, it seems. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a really strong play. Going to play a ton of minutes. They're going to kind of need him. You know, he's kind of the. I think he's actually probably a better interior defender than Markin. So they got Sabonis and Miles Turner in the uh, on, over the, on, on Indiana. So they're going to need Daddy Young for sure. So I think he's a really strong play. Uh, as far as the rest of the Chicago team not a whole lot of interest in Levine for me. I know he's crushed. He, I've actually been all over him the last three games and he's crushed all three of them. So I'm off of him. This one could come back to bite me, but I feel like there's other spots at his position where I get a little more upside and I'm kind of interested in one of these point guards. It's hard to determine which one, you know, uh, I like Chris Dunn and, and Sataransky. I'm deciding between one of those guys right now. I lean Sataransky because he's a little bit cheaper. So it kind of is an easy tiebreaker, but They've kind of showed the inclination to kind of slow down on this wacky rotation with Kobe White and Archie Diakono all getting a ton of minutes. I know we saw Kobe White get 32 last game. Um seems like more of a fluke. Uh, so I think Sadoransky and Dunn, Dunn's minutes are pretty safe right now. So I like Sadoransky a little bit.
1: All right. I can get behind on that. Um, I don't hate that call. Um, moving right along here. We got Orlando at Phoenix, 217 total. Um, I see. I saw some of the sites have pulled this total down for what it's worth. Orlando's favored by one, but the injury report at 8.30 when it came out. Like, Aminu's out. DJ Augustine's questionable. Michael Carter-Williams is out. Aaron Gordon is questionable, and Jonathan Isaac is out. Kamensky is still out for Phoenix. Um, this could be a fun one with this being a 9 o'clock game and all these question marks for the Orlando Magic heading into this game. Uh, they're the road team. What are we looking at here for the Magic?
2: Yeah, I think it. You know, DJ Augustine's uh, doubtful, so I think we're I think we're playing Markel Fultz here in this one. You know, the the main issue with Fultz is his minutes ceiling hasn't appeared to be all that great, but it looks like this might be a spot where maybe it's 35 minutes, maybe it's 33 minutes. You know, we saw him at 30 the last two games, and he's done really well with that with that kind of minutes. So I think 30 feels really really safe with potential for more. So, I think Fultz is a really strong play in this one. It is a pretty solid matchup. It's up in pace for them. Um, I think pretty much any matchup would be up in pace for the Magic, considering how slow they play. But um, I'm not really sure who they were, are going to use as their backup point guard. I'm assuming it'd be either Fournier or Ross. Uh, so, Fultz it'd might probably be, be Fournier.
1: Yeah, so just, that, just as a fan.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would lean to agree with you. And that would be even better for Fultz because that means he'd be splitting. Uh, he'd be staggered for the most part with Fournier. So, obviously, that could mean a usage uptick for him. So, I think Fultz is a really strong play in this one, and the price is pretty appealing, 5-7 uh, on FanDuel. He's been really good, even with Augustine the last two games. So, now with Augustine out, you know, you're, you're taking out 25 to 28 minutes, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I think, he's a, I think Fultz is a really strong play.
1: Yeah, and Clifford, you know, there was a quote the other day, um, talking about, like, how they're hurting with big men right now and with Aminu out, Isaac out. Gordon's going to be playing a ton of the four, but he said that, like, Birch and Iwandu are going to be playing a bunch of the four. They're not the best in size, but yeah, they're going to be playing, um, you know, a bunch here. So, if Aaron Gordon sits, like, expect Birch and Owandu to probably both see close to 26-plus minutes. So, don't love the price tags. Don't know if I end up playing them. But one to point it out, I like Evan Fournier a lot in this game. Um, I, I really do think if DJ Augustine, like we've said, he's doubtful. I, I really do think Evan Fournier plays backup point guard minutes here. Um, or or plays the point when Fultz is like off the floor, like whether he, yeah. you know, with the main team or whatever. Um I think Fournier has potential to have a big game. And I know he's kind of been cold here recently, so it's a great spot for Fournier to kind of break out of a slump and You know, I don't want to sleep on Vooch either. Um, This is a game that the Magic might try to slow down and just kind of pound the ball into Vooch. Um, You know, he took 20 shots against Washington the other night.
2: Yeah, and I think the Ken Birch call is a really good one because he played, like you said, 28 minutes, even with Gordon playing last game. So he could be a good play even if Gordon does play. I know Gordon was kind of limited. There was blowout, so Birch got a little bit of extra run. But if Gordon's out, um, I I think we fire up a lot of Ken Birch in this one because they're going to need him in his size with Isaac out. So I think that's a really good call. And then, yeah, you can always play Vooch, uh, especially in a matchup when he gets to uh, get DeAndre in defense. So uh, really strong plays. rebound rates go up with Isaac off the floor. I'm assuming they go up even, even more if Gordon sits. So yeah, Vooch is a really strong play.
1: All right. So let's talk about the other side of this game, the Phoenix side, you know, Orlando, obviously they've been playing a really good defense this season. Um, shockingly enough, like as a fan, they've actually been playing really good defense this season, but, one thing that they have really struggled with this season has been shooting guards. Um, you know they're allowing a, a ton of fantasy points to shooting guards this season. Like, I know Booker's expensive, but he might be one of the most like contrarian plays on the slate that like nobody plays, and he's put up at least fifty fantasy points now in five of the last six games.
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like Booker's kind of saying, "Okay, this is my team. I'm taking over." Over the past one, well, looks like seven games, he has thirty real points or more. Uh, actually, thirty-two or more. In every game so it looks like he's really just trying he's finally taking over uh which has definitely hurt Ricky Rubio and that's kind of probably kind of why we see him struggling those I kind of feels like these two are correlated where they're not often both going to have big games and I would prefer Booker in this one I think he is a really good play in this one I think you're right he's a, a strong contrarian option probably my only option from this game I always love to play Kelly Oubre but the price is just kind of up on both sides to where um he's not as appealing so I just I'm kind of uh, going Booker bust for the for the Suns here.
1: Yeah, like just, the minutes are just so high. If this game stays close, which I think this game does stay close, yeah. um, with it being in Phoenix, I, I just I really don't see a lot of people playing Devin Booker in this game either. So um, I, I kind of just think he's an off the radar type play. Um, we move on. We got Charlotte at Utah, two twelve and a half total here. Utah favored by three thirteen in this game. Marvin Williams is questionable. Mike Conley's out. Let's start with Charlotte. Um anything standing out to you for Charlotte?
2: Uh Devontae Graham's price went down on on FanDuel, so he is standing out a little bit over there. We we, we talk about him all the time on, on the morning grind. He's just he's gonna play a ton of minutes. You can play him most nights. He's you know, doesn't have the most upside in the world every night, but you know, he's gonna play a ton of minutes. So Whenever you need a guy who's going to go out there and has upside for 40 minutes, I think it's a pretty a nice addition. Terry Rozier has just been playing out of his mind, you know, 40 or more Fando points over the last four games. So uh, he's another guy that's going to play a ton of minutes. I would lean Devontae Graham, but I think Terry Rozier's okay too. Obviously a tough matchup here, but um, I, I think if, you know, I, I mentioned P.J. Washington on the last uh, Morning Grant podcast that I was on as well, and if, if these same guys are out, MKG, who I think is back, but I think they left him out of the rotation. So not too much to worry about there. But if Marvin Williams mainly is out again, I think he got a nose job or something, so he's out. He's questionable with a nose injury. So if, PJ, if he says P.J. Washington could be another guy that's going to play a ton of minutes, And at 5'8 on Fanduel, he's pretty interesting. He played 40 minutes last game uh, against Toronto and, and put up a pretty good score. So those are the main three that are interesting to me. It's a really tough matchup, but these guys feel underpriced for you know, how, how good their minutes are going to be.
1: Yeah, and you know the good thing, obviously here, um, like Michael. I don't think Kid Gilchrist plays. I think he's just out of the rotation at yeah, this point. I agree. But I think if Marvin Williams sits, obviously you could look at PJ Washington. But uh, Terry Rozier, man, like he's just been playing a ton of minutes, and like we're starting to finally see him find his, you know, place in this offense. So uh, I don't mind Terry Rozier. But honestly, this is probably my least favorite game on the slate. Um, I don't want to. I don't want it to come off as like I like these guys a lot because yeah. Utah should handle Charlotte in this game. If this game for some reason stays close and you want to play like Rudy Gobert and you want to run it back with Rozier, Graham, or Washington or something, I have no issues with that because Charlotte has been awful against big men this season, and uh, Rudy Gobert put up 50 fantasy points the first time these two teams met.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I, I think that's a good a sentiment to echo. Like, I don't love these guys. I'm just saying that these are guys that we should probably look at because they are playing so many minutes. Like, all these guys have upside for 40 minutes. So, just, yeah, I, I agree with you there.
1: Uh, is there anybody on the Utah side that's standing out to you here?
2: Uh, just Mitchell, really. And that's on Fando primarily where he's 7'8". The, the price is just too cheap. He's, a, he's one of the guys that I thought of when I mentioned other liking other shooting guards. I would prefer to, you know, get up to Booker for a 1000 more over there. And if Beal plays, I think Beal would be a much better play. But at 7-8 on, on FanDuel, I think he's a pretty solid play.
1: Um, Yeah, that's just this game. Um, Moving on, we got the Lakers at Dallas. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the biggest news that we're waiting on this slate, Anthony Davis is questionable. Avery Bradley is questionable. J.J. Barea is questionable. Porzingis is out. Like, I don't know what type of teams you could build if you play LeBron and Luka against each other, but um it would be fun to try to do it. Um let's start here with the Lakers visiting Dallas. Weird start time for a Dallas game. Um is this game in Dallas or is it somewhere else? Like that's it's a in weird Dallas, start yeah. time. That's a weird start time. Nine forty five yeah. Dallas game. Um any Lakers that you're <sighs> obviously we like LeBron if AD doesn't play.
2: Yeah, I think uh LeBron and even Kyle Kuzma are, are, I think, really strong plays. Kuzma played 20 minutes. He, the minutes haven't really been there, but I expect him to, you know, at least add three or four, maybe five more at the at the least. But um, it's going to be tough for me to decide. But I think one of these guys, Howard or uh, McGee, are really going to benefit from Anthony Davis being off the floor. They they've been using Anthony Davis at the five um, pretty frequently this season. That's kind of how we see, you know, Howard and McGee their minutes not equaling 48. Um, like we see most teams do with their center. So um, I, I think I prefer McGee. I assume he's going to start and, and probably be in the closing rotation. But I think he can go either way here. At those center, I obviously don't play him. If, if you're playing on drafting. he's don't play them together because they're directly you know, going to correlate with each other. But um, I think one of these guys should be a pretty strong value play.
1: It's tough to figure out which one you want to play. I'm with you. I think McGee starts. If for some reason Dwight starts, you know, you obviously have yeah. you can play Dwight. Um, I like the Kuzma call. All of this really depending on Anthony Davis because, like, Kuzma at 5,300. If Anthony Davis plays, like, I don't really have a ton of interest in Kuzma at that price. Um, and, and, like, Dwight being 5,600, McGee 4,300. Like, if it, it's really easy. If Anthony Davis plays, probably don't play any of these guys would potentially even play um, Anthony Davis if that happens because he's only 10-1. So um, on the Dallas side of things, like, you know, you have to like Luca here. <laughs> um, obviously, you have to like him. It's just a, it's a pricing thing at this point. Like, can you build optimal lineups without Luca? And the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, I think there would be a pretty good amount of value out on this slate, plus it's a 10-game slate, so I'm
2: sure more value will come. Um, he is really expensive. It is a tough matchup, but it's Luka. Like, his numbers are are just insane. Um, So, yeah, he's a a phenomenal play, even in a tough matchup. So, yeah, that's all you can really say about Luka.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Outside of Luka, though, what are we looking at, if anything else, here for Dallas? Uh, I think Tim Hardaway's a pretty strong
2: play. You know, he kind of came back from an injury, played only 21 minutes, but was really good in the 21 minutes that he played. And then last game he played 30 minutes, but it was kind of bad in the 30 minutes that he played. So I think he's going to play a ton of minutes here, you know, around 30. And he kind of becomes that secondary scorer for this team with, uh, with Porzingis' sidelines. So I think he's, a, he's an okay play as well. And then you can play Kleber too if you want, but I think there's going to be better value options by the time you know tomorrow rolls around.
1: All right, uh, moving on. We got the Bucks at the Kings. Uh, no total in this one. Illusova is questionable and on the Kings side, Bagley's questionable. Bogdanovich is out and Holmes is out. Um, let's start here with Milwaukee. You know, Giannis is probable. What do you like here for the Bucks?
2: Um, not a whole lot really. I think the, the way Giannis kind of shakes out with the studs, unless he's super low owned, which I don't know if you will at this rate, but I think I would prefer Luca and LeBron over Giannis. Um, it's, well, LeBron, I would prefer LeBron if Anthony Davis sits. So at this point, not a whole lot of interest in any of the Milwaukee guys. Uh, obviously, you can play Giannis and be contrarian. I assume it'll be contrarian any night, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty much it for me on the Buck side.
1: Yeah, I think Giannis will be low on today just because of every all the other studs. Like, yeah. And not saying he's the best play in the world, but, you know, if this game does stay close and he plays, you know, the mid-30 minutes instead of the low 30 minutes, he could triple-double against any team. So, yeah. Always always in play. Um, Tournaments only, like large field tournaments, I don't hate looking at Brook Lopez. I just hate using a center spot on him. But, like, this is a spot that he could do well. Like – if Deadman is the guy that like they roll out there for thirty minutes again in this spot, you know as far as the Kings, like Deadman's not going to be able to guard Brook Lopez on the three point line. So this could be a spot Brook Lopez just you know hits five six threes. Um, you know we we've we've seen that happen before. So um, and, and then like on the Sacramento side of things, you know with Bogdanovich out. I know it's a tough matchup, but Buddy Heald is 6,600. Um, I don't hate that, and I don't hate Fox at 7,500. Yeah,
2: and uh, actually Buddy Healed 6,200 on FanDuel, so that's just really, really cheap over there. So I think he's a really strong play. Um, we've kind of been talking this matchup up, you know, three-point shooters against Milwaukee is is really strong. They just allow a lot of opportunities because the, they kind of just, you know, jam everything inside. So I think Buddy Hield's a really good play, and then I think Bialica is another really good play, 4-8 on FanDuel i um, not sure of his price on DraftKings. Let me check that real quick. Uh, he's 6K on DraftKings. So a little bit more of a uh, – he's a much better play on Fandle, I would say. So Bielitza and Buddy Heald probably my top two options. I think they're really strong plays. These are probably guys that I have a good amount of. So maybe it makes sense to have these guys along with Giannis. So the more I think about it, it might be a nice little mini-game stack right there.
1: You know, I, as crazy as it sounds, too, I don't hate Trevor Reza in this game. Um, like and on Fandle – on FanDuel, I'd rather play Harrison Barnes. Like, you know, he had a terrible game last game. But there's no reason that Harrison Barnes should be cheaper um, than than Trevor Reza over on FanDuel. But uh, cool. I think, like, Trevor Reza is a guy you could definitely look at here. Um, you know, if especially, like, if we get news that Bagley's not going to play. Um, I don't really trust Harry Giles' minutes at this time. Like, I, I know that, like, he started against Phoenix the other night. We were all super excited about yeah. it. But, like – I just – I think they're being very careful with the injury um, for Harry Giles. And, like, maybe he burns me here. Maybe I play him on a couple teams just because, like, the thought of him getting 25 minutes here would, you know, definitely appealing. But I just – until I see it, like, I'm just not going to be, like, 70% owned on this guy. Yeah, I agree. All right, last one. We got Golden State at L.A. Clippers. Um, No total in this game. So, the injury report night before has Kai Bowman in the G League. Pay attention to this. People get moved around all the time and get called back and stuff. So, as of right now, Kai Bowman's not going to play. Loney is out. Russell's questionable. So, it makes a ton of sense if D'Angelo Russell is going to come back, um, which it sounds like he's getting very close that Bowman will stay with the G League team. So, um, that would make sense. On the Clippers' side, Paul George is out, which obviously matters. Um, Let's go here with Golden State first. If D'Angelo Russell plays, he's 7,300, and it was a shoulder injury. I would expect him to play pretty much close to normal amount of minutes here. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and um, he's only 7K on Fanduel, So, really good
2: pricing across the board for Russell. And we we all know the upside that he has, especially – when he's fully healthy and, and playing the full complement of minutes, he's essentially the only guy that can really make, create his own shot on this team. So um, he obviously would be a great play. If he, if he is active and gets the minutes, hopefully there's a there's word of no whether or not there's going to be a limitation or not. As far as on he played 33 minutes in the game against Milwaukee on, on the 8th. So I expect he's going to be a full go playing a ton of minutes. He's only 5'8 on Fanduel, so I think he's a, a really strong play in this one. And then the only other guy that I have interested in on, on the Golden State side is Glenn Robinson just because he's playing a ton of minutes and he's super cheap at a position that I think you might want to – you could possibly spend down on one of them. I think there's a lot of good studs at small forward, but potentially going all the way down with the other one makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, mainly it's just Draymond and, and Russell for me if he plays.
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's shift gears here and, you know, talk about the Clipper side of things. Um, you know, Paul George, you know, obviously Kawhi is under 10K. He's interesting. Um, but, like, I have more interest in, like, guys like, you know, Lou Williams and Harrell with Paul George off the floor. And, you know, another guy that kind of stands out a little bit here um, is Jermichael Green. Um, you know, that Paul George got kind of banged up in that New York game and Jermichael Green ended up playing only like yeah. 32 minutes, like – Golden State, not a team that typically goes too big. So, like, I still prefer, like, Lou Williams and these guys. But, like, you know, the Clippers could be, like, your late-night hammer here because they – if this game stays close, like, you know, Lou could crush. Kawhi could crush. Harrell could crush. um, Jermichael Green could crush. Pat Beverly could crush. Like, they they could be that late-night hammer for you in this game if it stays close because Golden State doesn't play defense.
2: Yeah, I think Harrell Harold's my favorite one from, from this side. Uh it will be a little bit different if Mark if Marcus Morris sits because Bobby Portis will be such a good play, and then you know you only get to play one of them on FanDuel. So um, I probably like Portis a little bit more over there. So in, in my opinion, I think either one of Harrell Leonard or Lou Williams should be a priority because of how good the matchup is. No Paul George. So obviously, you know, if you wanted to go Lou Williams over over Kawhi because he's much cheaper, totally get that. But I do think Kawhi is one of the better spend up options on the slate. Um so I really like him here in this one. And then yeah, I think Jermichael Green's a really good call. Paul George played twenty-six minutes in that last game against the Knicks, and Jermichael Green still saw thirty-two minutes. So you got to assume the minutes are going to be there once again in this one. So I think he's a really, really good play. And he kind of feels uh game script proof. So I I think he's a really good play. It's a really good call.
1: All right. So let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um start us off with your favorite play under five K to seven X on DraftKings. Yeah, so I, I
2: didn't mention him in the game that we were talking about when, uh, in the first game, actually, but it's going to be Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Thomas. This is mainly if Bradley Beal sits, but he's 3-9 on DraftKings. I think he's the same price on Fandle, so uh, just way too cheap over there, and I forgot to mention him, so um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas.
1: All right, obviously this is going to – like mine completely depends on if Aaron Gordon plays or not. Um, but I'm going to say Kim Birch. Um, again, like they're just hurting for size right now. And if Aaron Gordon sits in this game, Birch, Birch could play minutes either way. But yeah, I like him a lot more, and I think he definitely has opportunity to 7X in this spot if if we get news that um AG is going to sit um over 8k to go under 5x who's your bus today
2: uh zach levine for me i think that's probably the obvious option i think there are a lot of really good spots uh of these guys that are over 8k and i think levine's really the only one that i don't like so i'm gonna go with levine
1: yeah like i don't know it's tough there's a there's a lot of options that i like today i'm gonna go donovan mitchell more of just like i don't know if he plays a ton of minutes in this game yeah um I think a lot of these guys up here could get 5X today, but, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I called him as my bust the other day, and he played 25 minutes against the Knicks because they blew him out, and I got it right. So I'm going to go back to the well since Jokic isn't on this slate. Um, give me your favorite 6X play.
2: Um, for this one, I'm going to go Montrezl Harrell. I uh, kind of mentioned Thank him when we were talking about the last game. So I think he's a really strong play, and I think he could be pretty contrarian, especially on FanDuel. If we, I think people, a lot of people will be on uh, Bobby Portis, so I think Harrell could be really contrarian. And you gotta love that. So I'm gonna go with Harold.
1: Yeah, um, I like that call. Um, I'm gonna go with Marcus Aldridge. I talked about him when we were talking about that game. I really like him today. Um I'm gonna definitely live in this mid tier today. Like the more I the more I look at this slate, the more I love the mid tier. Um let let's go with your let's get weird GPP play of the day.
2: Yeah, so this one uh, kind of glossed over this guy, too, in the Miami-Brooklyn game, which I, I should have mentioned him over there. But uh, with the Derrick Jones Jr. potential injury, I think Tyler Hero is a guy who could add a few more minutes. And his minutes have been up and down, but he's really cheap on both sides as well. Played 25 and 28 over the last two games. But, you know, we see him get to 30 here and there. So I think he's a pretty strong play. Obviously a really good matchup, really cheap. So I'm going to go Tyler Hero.
1: I don't know how weird this one is, and I just think he kind of flies into the radar of the day. Um, I'm going to go Elf Payton. I-, I think he could get some ownership. I, I just – I don't I-, I don't see how he's going to be over like 5 or 6% own here on this 10-game slate. I know it's a good matchup, but there's some really good matchups on this 10-game slate. So, I'm going to go Elf Payton. Uh, game selection question, what's standing out to you? What might you be playing here? Um, either way, something that you're looking at today.
2: Yeah, so for me it's going to be another FanDuel contest. Uh this time it's going to be the NBA Swish, $50 entry. So it's kind of similar to the $100 one. The payout structure is actually more uh condensed. So it's not as wide. So I know I know a lot of people like that out of their uh their contests, but only four hundred and seventy seventy people. Uh so I think that's a pretty strong contest single entry, so um we're going to go with that one.
1: I like it um you know, I've been all over the place this week. Like I, um, you know, have talked a lot about um certain contests, but I'm I got a lot of feedback on talking about the tiers contest. So again, I'm gonna talk about the tiers contest. I really suggest you guys check these things out. The twelve dollar NBA tiers pick and roll. It's a single entry tiers contest. It pays twenty two and a half percent of the field. Min cash is two x. Um Top ten does get a ton of the prize pool in this one, which I hate. But, um, you know, you, you you look at who is entering these contests every day, and, like, I, I think that, you know, you definitely have to check these out. So, make sure you're checking out those tiers contests. Um, all of the totals uh, that we have, is there anything standing out to you here?
2: Yeah, I think the, uh, the Golden State-LA game goes over. You know, we've seen the Clippers kind of playing down to their competition recently. You know, they had a close game against the Knicks I think they lost to Memphis by a pretty good amount so um, they've been playing down to competition recently obviously they're a much better team than the Warriors but with no Paul George and kind of the way they've been playing potentially with uh, D'Angelo Russell returning Draymond Green's gonna play so I think this game might be a little bit closer than some people might think so I'm gonna take the over in this one
1: all right I'm struggling with this one like uh I don't know where I'm leaning on this one today. Um, I I think that, like, I'd take the under in the Utah game. Uh, It's just – I could easily see it going over, too. Um, But I'm going to take the under in the Utah game. Like, this is a question that, like, by 5 p.m. on on today, I would have a much better understanding of what I like. So, um, yeah, but – Speaking of over-unders, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the street contest on SharpSide. Awesome stuff going on over there. You can check out the banner on Rotor Grinders' um, website up at to the top. Um, Kyle, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Uh, no, I'm all set. I just want to wish everyone good
1: luck. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops. I hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Good luck, and we'll see you then.